Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like Studio Ghibli is known for its visually stunning fantasy tales, where magic meets might, monsters meet warriors, and often a story of love or friendship is gracefully woven beneath a bed of wonder. It's basically every D&D Dungeon Master's wet dream or inspiration. My name is Liam, and sitting opposite me, through the electrical magic we call the internet, it's the ever-wondrous Tobias... You used the term wet dream in your intro. <laughs> I think it's very apt. Okay. <laughs> I think it's very apt. Hello. Oh. Uh, I'm all right. How, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know anything about me in real life, I'm back on solid foods now. That's fun. <laughs> wow. That makes you sound so frail. I've been on a liquid diet for about three weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, to give some quality to this, I've mentioned D&D &D in this intro already, so yeah. this is actually not a, a huge leap. We yeah. played D&D &D for the first time in person a couple of weeks back, and we all had a really big barbecue outside. <laughs> Tobias was eating soup, and actually, if you want to see that, you can go over to my YouTube channel, Mr. Mindy Pups, my latest follow-me video, where it does have a little shot of Tobias sitting eating his soup while we have soupy all soup. of the meat. <laughs> all of his soupy soup! Um, yeah. But yeah, you're back on the old the old solids. I'm I'm eating real things now. It's all good. I like soup, which that's is good because I've, I've lived on soup. I like uh, soup, but that's because I have the choice. Yeah, I didn't really have the choice, but now oh. I have a choice again. And you know what? I might keep having soup. I might instead of meat. I'll well, run, no, I'll, I like you know meat. I'll, I'll have the soups next barbecue then for you. I'll have meaty soups. I tell you what, I got into a variety of soups. I had a lobster bisque. So at the end of your soup time, what was your favourite soup? Oh, I don't know about my favourite soup ever. I don't even know, Tobias. Uh, maybe this could be a mini. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but I went for a few fancy soups. I had like a seafood chowder. Oh, uh, but that's got uh, a chowder in it, which means by definition it's not a soup. <laughs> but it's with the soups. You buy uh, it in a can with the soups. Yeah, that's fair. No, I will say that was like one of the chunkiest things. That was like in my transition to... Real food. Back to solids. <laughs> yeah, because I was having, I'm not going to say it right, beef consomme? consomme? Yeah, no, I think you're pretty accurate. Which is basically, I think, the wateriest soup I've ever seen. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that was good because that's what I needed. Because uh, I had uh, inflamed gullet, which meant that water hurt. Now, I mean, when I water hurts you. That the word <laughs> inflamed gullet is one of the worst sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in London when you first told me that, and I was like, "This is gross." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had medication and everything, but I couldn't eat anything. I really, actually, I what I found was I could drink aloe vera straight from the plant. No, straight from the plant. <laughs> but no, there's there's a few aloe vera drinks around, and that was soothing enough. Yeah. But like when, you know, the, the base thing that you're always told, no matter how ill you are, you can have water. That will be always safe. That safety blanket was ripped away from you. It was because it hurt. When you swallow water <laughs> and it causes you pain. Yeah. You're like, well, this is it. This is <laughs> this how is I go. <laughs> this, this, this is it. This is the end. That's fair. So next time on the Manic Food Blog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, we watched a film. We did. Would you like to know what it was? Uh, go on then. And we'll find out if we watched the same film. Honestly, yes, part of me considered this. Yeah. Uh, we watched on the Manic Film Club Tales from Earthsea. Oh. As their world 
Hang on, I'll start that again. As their world decays, an archmage guides a troubled prince with a dark side on a journey to find the source of evil and save the women they love. I'm going to pick apart that synopsis right there. Yeah, right. I would argue that that world wasn't really decaying. Um, I actually also don't think either of them were fighting for the women they love. No, there were women in it. <laughs> there was the, the main woman they're referring to was just the place they'd stayed, and he knew the guy knew her. Yeah, they were obviously there was clearly a past thing there. Yeah, but that's the closest to that we could get because actually the, the relationship between um, Aaron and the girl who's like Tahuna or something like that. I've he got didn't it like here. him for most of it. Huh? She was off with him for most of it. Oh, she had hated no time him. For and him. then then sung a minute and a half real time song to him. And which I am sure you loved. And <laughs> then she was like, you know what? My anger is gone now. I, I will be your right. friend. I can tell you what I loved about this film. Okay. And trust me, it wasn't the plot. <laughs> it it was. Um now I don't know exactly how you viewed it, but I was after we watched Batman Ninja, I was very careful with how I dealt with this film. Yeah. So I watched it with English dubbing and English subtitles. Right, okay, yeah. Right. Just just to get there, right? So I had the, the dulcet tones of Timothy Dalton. Yeah. And that was that was good. But what I loved, and I did actually mean to, I did it in the end. I was gonna go back and watch it so I could give you some examples. Okay. Of how different the subtitles were to what was actually said. Oh, really? Because there was the odd sentence where it would be a little word out. And then there'd be full on sentences where it felt like. Now, I'm a playwright and I tour with my scripts. And you're one of my actors. And I don't mean you necessarily on this. But I am used to actors not always saying what I've written. I mean, I am guilty to a point. But I felt that this is what this film done. (laughs) <laughs> because it felt like this is what the subtitle will come up and obviously it comes up with the whole thing yeah. and you re- you can read it before the person said it yeah so you're looking at it going oh okay that's that's what i'm about to hear oh it wasn't do you know it what wasn't, i reckon it wasn't what i was about to hear <laughs> i reckon the subtitles were taken straight from the original japanese yeah because obviously we what we had was the english dubbing which is yeah. what most english viewers would watch it, unless yeah. you're like a hardcore viewer of the ghibli or even other proper anime yeah um so I, maybe they've taken the standard subtitles from the original and just popped them on. Yeah, um, I mean, that would make sense because there were some that I... Que- some of them were literally... Like a word. I mean, li- yeah, it, it, some of it was just so subtle as in it, the writing would be, are you okay? And the character would yeah. say, are you all right? Something that you know that's oh, easy. Like a, yeah, almost yeah. grammatical. But there were some, and these were the ones I actually meant to go and write down. There were very eloquent words that were either said yeah. or written, but not at the same time. <laughs> and it was like there were certain words which definitely meant different things because it was like they went into one room and the, I think the person, whether it was the Timothy Dol- uh oh, Sparrowhawk, is that his name? Yeah, Sparrowhawk. Yeah, I think he says something about a room being full of killers. Okay. But he said on screen prisoners. And I was like, well, hang on. That doesn't, Wait a second. that doesn't make sense <laughs> right, Unless the prisoners were there for Killing people Yeah but the thing is one was saying it and one was yeah. writing But there were full on sentences Which it just wasn't Matching at all yeah. And it still meant the same It kind of by the end of it It, it was, was the thesaurus in it Yeah it was really And I got more entertained than that by that Than the plot 
All right. Uh, how did you? Because obviously we've we said on the pot our general podcast. I don't know if we've really said about it on the film club. I I don't know anime. I don't really no. watch anime. So no, this but... was my first re- watching on purpose from start to finish watching an anime. Well, the thing is, even that, that is t- it's a difficult one because technically, Studio Ghibli films don't class as proper anime. They're their own thing. Right. They're because it's not stereotypical anime. Studio Ghibli, or actually, as I found out from the trailer for this, Ghibli, which I hate. Right. Yeah. I, and I'm still going to call it Ghibli, like I've always known it to be. Yeah. Um, it's its own animation studio. Yeah. Um, that's why it's a slightly. It's not necessarily huge eyes at bulge every time someone gets surprised, even though it does yeah, happen yeah. sometimes. Um, now the thing is, I I want I did wonder how you'd get on with this initially. Yeah. And actually, once once I'd watched it, I actually, and while watching, I thought I had a more confident view of how you'd feel for it because, having seen other Studio Ghibli film things and other anime, we had this conversation before that you, that this was going to be one of your main forays into it. If you don't yeah. count Batman Ninja, because yeah. that's not anime, that's yeah, yeah, just Japanese animation, so very different on its own. Yeah, and I know that's and general anime. If you went for stereotypical anime can be very off-putting because how over the top it is yeah and some of studio ghibli stuff can be like that but actually this wasn't as bad for most of it there was no. a lot of there was actually a lot of um depth to what they were doing what it was, it was I more say, storytelling than anything until towards it, the end when it's like Rah! it was uh but i mean the problem maybe i was setting myself up for something different yeah it was i guess more subtle than i thought it was going to be yeah but unfortunately, I found it quite dull. I will say that I completely get it because I actually did struggle with bits of this film. Yeah. Uh, because they do that thing where they show a lot of the same thing, but nothing's happening. Like, yeah. oh, look, we're riding into the horizon. We're now going to show you a 20 second shot of the horizon. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was very aware of that. But what I would and I did say on the last film club when we announced this film that yeah. this isn't the ideal studio Ghibli film to go in with. No, you'd be better going in with something like um, Spirited Away, which is the famous one. Yeah, uh, true. But and I've seen it. I, ha- seen I have. It? That's why we couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that does have more elements of classic. Everything's a bit over the top, but it is more classic Ghibli. I will say this is the only Studio Ghibli film to be classed as a rotting a rotten film on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh really? It's, yeah. I mean, I'll spoil it for you now. It's got a forty-one percent. Okay. Um, I actually don't agree to that extent for that, but um about everything because i actually did quite because one of the things that puts me off about anime is how over the top it can be so yeah. i did quite like some of the more subtle storytelling moments but there i do agree there were times where it was overly du- uh, dry and it slow kind of, to be honest it sort of lost me yeah. in i kind of i i guess i was more interested in the sparrowhawk character than the aaron character oh no yeah i didn't care about him at all no, but he was a main thrust of the story. Oh, 100%. Because I think it was his father he killed. Hey, yeah. But I didn't care. <laughs> no. The, no. There is normally a point in all animated films, whether they're anime or not, but it seems to be more prevalent in anime films, mm. that there's almost a point in the film where they flick a button where everything goes mental. Yeah. It's like you've normal story, bit you know, it's fantasy well, but it's fairly normal and calm. Flick a switch, everything's crazy now. This did that very suddenly. 
Yeah. It was almost like once they introduced the character of Cobb, the the the, the villain, who honestly until spe- spoke thought it was a woman. <laughs> um, but that is also another anime thing. The the, the the drawing style is very feminine for a lot of the characters because yeah. they go for the youth look, which for for their style of drawing it does yeah. look very feminine. Once they introduced Cobb and really gave Cobb some screen time, things went crazy very quickly. Yeah. Um, and actually, I did like the Cobb stuff, like when they actually had the big confrontation and he was basically melting in front of them. Yeah. It was interesting, yeah. but I actually didn't, I didn't like the animation of that bit. Um, and initially, it's Willem Dafoe who voices Cobb. Yeah. But yeah. some of the noises that Cobb made later on, I'm now thinking that can't have been Willem Dafoe. I don't know. I mean, he's... I mean, it probably was for all of it, but... Um, yeah, he's got a distinctive voice, though. Yeah, Although, I, didn't actually, actually, like, I didn't actually place him. I didn't know that until I looked at the casting just now. I I mean, I knew. I, I knew who it was. Yeah. But also, I guess for... Because Willem Dafoe has a very iconic voice, Yeah, I think he'd actually toned it down. Oh, he had. He had. He yeah. he didn't do his classic kind of, like, sound he does. He'd Whereas Timothy Dalton was full Timothy Dalton. <laughs> but that's because he was playing the character of... Sparrowhawk, who was just this man. Yeah. He was he was, I am the Archmage. I'm yeah. going to lead you to freedom. Yeah. You are being chased by wolves. Don't worry, I'll look at them. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Um yeah, there my problem is I actually find this is gonna sound very sexist, and it's I apologize for it now, but and it's a pattern I find with anime is that female characters tend to be highly irritating. They are written in that kind of sense. And the exception is actually the woman that uh, Sparrowhawk went to meet, the woman who ran yeah, the Yeah, no, she was all right. She yeah. was the motherly figure. But women... the girl? Oh, horrible. Yeah. Um, women come in like three or four kind of categories in these kind of films. You have ch- child, normally either very happy or very angry. Yeah. Those are the two archetypes. Then you have classic old woman, like granny, you know, eccentric, probably looks a bit like a witch. (laughs) And then you have the motherly types who are just standard, actually very realistic, normal characters. Yeah. Um, And they're the one I'm fine with. And we did have one in this film. But the problem is the girl was enough of everything else. Yeah. Um, Um, I mean, having seen, right, when we chose this film, yeah, because obviously we we looked for was it the studio that you wanted or was it anime you wanted? I it, think was it was the studio, right? Now I had heard of this, I'd heard of tales and I'd seen pictures and like it was actually this, the one. It was actually the one I hadn't heard of. I I had, but I was very much drawn in for the fact that there were dragons. Yeah, that was the wrong reason it to was. be drawn into this. There was it a was. promise of dragons. Dragons were mentioned. Dragons were seen. They they bookended. Yes, they did. And I will say, this is another issue I have with the trailer. The trailer has a line in it, which for me, yes, it's a throwaway line, but it's a line that actually potentially spoils the film for you. So spoilers for the film, in case you haven't actually watched along. (laughs) It says, in a world where dragons once lived alongside with men, but now man and dragon are one. Yeah. And for me, that spoils the ending. Yeah. Because yeah. actually, the fact that the girl is a dragon, I didn't see coming. The Archmage did, because he went, could it be? Very early on, randomly. I, um... Right, and this is what I, I was saying. I can't... I wish I really had watched it again so I could quote it. Yeah. But it was actually when... I can't remember, There's a there was a character, like a little kind of old man, kind of, who was explaining. He was the exposition early yeah. on. 
right? And as he was explaining the history of man and dragons and how they yeah. separated and went, that was one of the most irritating times of a character saying something yeah. and the wording being completely different. <laughs> and I was so yeah. taken up with that. <laughs> I was like, because that was quite early on. That was, yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, because I think that was before Aaron killed the, his dad. Yeah, it would be like, because it was very out of the blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, it's very anime, very Studio Ghibli. Just things being a little bit kind of all over the place. Um, it's a different one to actually review in the way we normally do, because normally we talk about cinematography, but obviously this is animated. Um, yeah. And the one thing you can't, I can't personally deny is these are very visual films. They do yeah. put a lot of effort into the art style. Yes, 20 second shots of the horizon might be a bit much, but they were pretty. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do, I do like the art style of these films. For me personally, I, I do like them more than classic anime, where everything is in your face, overly bright and a bit much. This did show the kind of dark and dank areas a bit more. I suppose. I mean, I don't know if you remember an old TV series called Mysterious Cities of Gold. It reminded me a little bit of that in look. So the older viewers. Like maybe in your forties or late thirties, you might remember *Mysterious Cities of Gold*. It was very iconic. This had a similar look in t- at points. Okay. Um, it was. I guess I appreciated that it wasn't completely over the top until it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the end. They did let go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, if you think about it, my last—I know you said it wasn't anime, but the Japanese animation style of yeah. the Batman Ninja. That was in your face so much. Oh, it was so in your face. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was definitely a more subtle approach, which in a way was probably good, because I think it would be better for your introduction to be a little bit more paced than... Because that can be really off-putting. But, unfortunately, I just was quite bored. Yeah. I will say, actually, as far as... I know that the Studio Ghibli films, again, seem to be split down the middle. You've got your ones which are super high fantasy. For example, the two I will always suggest you watch are Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. Which I have heard of both of them. Both of them are worth watching. And if you're going to choose one, I would actually say watch Howl's Moving Castle. I'd say it's probably more you. All right, okay. Um, It's more magic-based and just kind of fun. Um, Spirited Away is more... It is just a little girl gets lost and finds herself in like a, a world of spirits. Very clever, but very good. But I'd say out of the two, How's Moving Castle? It's more fancy and exciting. Okay. It's basically the D&D adventure you want to play. Yeah. Um, All right. But this was more grounded, even though what it was. Um, I, um, for me, I mean, it was nearly two hours. It was long, but actually I think they all are quite long. But for me, it's, and I do have this a lot, I, it could have been an hour and I probably said it would have been too long. Yeah. I just kind of think it needed to be a little bit snappier for me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really like or care about Aaron. No, no, he was just generally. Sparrowhawk was fine. I actually quite liked Sparrowhawk. I uh, didn't like the girl. I was interested in the villain because I wanted to know what was happening. Yeah. But they're always very ominous. They always just kind of stand and make monologues. Yeah. Um. Things happen for no reason. Like there was a point where um, Sparrowhawk found out that um, the wizard Cobb was around. Basically galloped right up to his castle, did a monologue, but then was like, I can never go here. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then went away. And then it cut to Cobb standing on top of it, 
getting attacked by like a, a kestrel or something. Oh, Sparrowhawk, obviously. Um, <laughs> logically. Um, yeah, a gift from Sparrowhawk. And I was like, he's just been to your castle. You could see him if you looked. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but no, this is a, a weird one to review. Um, as you said, Timothy Dalton was very Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Um, it I... was interesting. I mean, it was interesting. I, I mean, I liked it, but it's definitely out of the um, Ghibli films I've seen, not the one I would have chosen. I would have to say... I don't think I did like it. That's fair, though. That's fair. Because, like, as I said, it's not... It's definitely not... It probably is the worst one I've seen. Yeah. Which is I think. I think I may be, even though this was probably better for me as in it was a bit more understated. Yeah. If I was going to watch an anime, I probably should have gone full anime. Do you I know definitely what suggest pushing on with Howls yeah. in Castle because it is so good. And actually, yeah. we spoke to our friend Matt about this a while back that we were doing Studio Ghibli as part of this. Yeah. At the end of one of his nights, and he said... Um, that uh, the one to avoid was FC, and that's the one we chosen to see. <laughs> and I was like, great, great. Uh, but that's because I've seen I've seen the two flagship films. Yeah, although I, I haven't I, seen My Neighbor Totoro, which is another one of the big ones. I um, I didn't do a whole lot of research for this no. at all, really. But I did see that the writer of the story that it's based on, yeah, wasn't a fan of the film. No, but I also saw that. <clears throat> She turned down multiple attempts to make it. Lots of different people had approached her over time to make because Tales of Earth is, is a series of books. It's not just the one. This is actually based on the third one. Oh, um, okay. This is based on the third one, which is something like it's called the Far Shoreline or something like that. Right. It's one of the tales of Earth okay. They're all individual stories within the land, and um, she turned down so many p- different people's pitches to make this film, and then finally when the person who made it came to her she turned down the first time because didn't like it didn't like the idea of it then saw now i've seen two different versions of this story one saying she saw um spirited away and then one saying she saw my neighbor totoro so maybe she watched both and then decided actually she thought it was in good hands but then didn't like it once it was made (laughs) well i'm just seeing now that she the director she wanted to do it couldn't do it because they were making Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. She, she, the fact that she didn't like it, but that's quite common actually with writers. I found. Yeah, no, they kind of. I guess. <clears throat> I mean, I don't mean it. This is very. It sounds flippant and disregarding, but I think writers are quite precious. Yeah, and especially like, if this is one installment in a whole series, it might not. Be, in her opinion, it might not be the best one to show. So if you're going to show it, you want it to kind of show it off really well. I do think that one of the main issues is putting dragons as a selling point. Yeah, because it's misleading, really, in a way. Yeah. Because, but it's not because obviously dragons are certainly involved. But oh, if you, yeah. but like me, if you go in going dragons. Well, I said that. I said that when we we introduced it. I said, oh, you'll like this one. It looks like there's dragons in it. Yeah, and that statement is still true. It does look like there are dragons in it. (laughs) It And another issue—that's another point. The trailer annoys me. On there is a shot in the trailer of, and to be honest, I'm looking at a screenshot of that right now. They marvel it where this scene never happens. I can remember where Aaron and the girl stand in front of the dragon. She is the dragon. No, I do think there's a point when, like, let's call it a transformation. Yeah. I think there is a sort of a symbolic... I don't remember that. There's a scene... There, where... I think they're standing together, aren't they? I mean, yeah, next to each other, and the dragon looks at them. Yeah. But I don't remember that being in the film. 
And I think it did happen. <clears throat> but I, I might have literally just looked away at that point. I might have just missed it. I that kind of... There was a lot going on and I did kind of fade out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, d- I don't know how much more we can really say about it. No, I think it might just be time to... to rate. Well, as I said, okay, well, as I said, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a... F- it's actually a 43 now. It's not a 41 anymore. Okay. But it is the only Studio Ghibli to be below halfway, so classes as a rotting film. Yeah. Uh, which I get. I do get compared to the other ones. But here at Manic, we don't do it on a scale of like 1 out of 10, 1 out of 100. We simply say, is it a hit or is it a miss? A hit meaning, did we like the film? Did we enjoy it? Would we consider rewatching it? Would we tell other people about it? And all round enjoyability. And a miss. Direct opposite. Now, Tobias. Yeah. I don't think it's going to take a rocket scientist to figure this one out. No. What did you think of this film? Um, well, based on the reasons, I okay, I didn't hate it, but I it just didn't win me over. I've seen it now. I don't need to see it again. I can't see that I'm going to recommend it to anyone. Yeah. So for me, it has to be a miss. That's fair. Now, that is completely fair. Um, as I said, it's almost unfortunate that this was your introduction to Studio Ghibli. But yeah. I would say, don't let it mar it. I would at least watch the other two main ones. I No, I do. De- I you might watch them and go, actually, no, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. But I would say give the other two big ones. Maybe even My Neighbor Totoro, which I haven't seen yet, because they're the big three. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. But um, I actually do agree with you partially. I'm going to give it a soft miss. Yeah. Because... I did enjoy it, and I've seen the other ones probably have backed it up for me more. Yeah. Going, actually, this isn't the best of Studio Ghibli. Um, but the fact that I did phase that out of it is why I've dropped it to more yeah. than just a middle ground. Otherwise, I'd have probably put it in, because I phased out of most films at some point. Yeah. Um, my attention span is known for being terrible. But no, it's, it's definitely, definitely a probably more of a miss generally for both of us. I, I think, yeah, yeah, it's a manic miss. It's a shame. Yeah, but you know, not all these films are going to be loved. No, no. What are we going to watch next? Next time on the Manic Film Club, yeah, we will be watching Incoming. When an imprisoned terrorist cell hijacks a high security prison in outer space, a CIA agent becomes the one chance of stopping them. Starring Scott Adkins, directed by Eric Zaragoza. Now, the thing is, that sounded... You could have taken In Space out of that, and I'd have still gone, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. They were like, they were like In, In Space. space. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? If I wasn't thinking of you before, now I'm probably more likely to watch you, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're in space, mate. Yeah, yeah. Space adds definite like qualification to something for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, an interesting one. I'll tell you what. What's that? One hour, 29 minutes. <sighs> Oh, it's a, nice. a light stroll of a film. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like it. Right. When this episode comes out, you'll be able to head over to our Twitter page at the Manic with two N's. Very the... important. Where you'll be able to take part in a poll published by the lovely Tobias. Woo. Where you'll be able to say if you thought this film was a hit or a miss. Yeah. Um, don't let our opinions sway you. Make your own decisions. Be yourself. Yeah. Live for you. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, the next episode will be out in two weeks from today. I can't give you that off the top of my head. I haven't got it written down, and I don't have my calendar in front of me. And even if I did, statistically, probably be wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll repost the Batman episode again, just for yeah, fun. Yeah, maybe. Why not? Just, just for giggles. Just for the lols. Um, but thank you for listening. Um, we do want you to get involved with the polls. Just generally, we want to know what you thought of the film. Um, we're, I don't know. We're, are we about halfway through this series now? Are we pass out? What do you think? 
I would say we're probably we, we've got B. No, no, we're we're approaching midway. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. We've got some good ones coming up. Yeah, um, we do. We have found that some of them have been removed from our initial lineup. I know. So, so we've we had to replace them because the yeah. thing we've done is these should all be accessible on Netflix. Yes. So if you've got Netflix, you should be able to watch along with us. Yes. Um, but the problem is they like to remove things every now and then. Yeah. And Very we good. find that out when we're about to announce them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, next one we're going to watch is Incoming and it sounds interesting. Yeah. And that, that is our B movies. Yeah, it is. Not B movie. Oh, no, not the B movie. This is B's in space. That's the next B movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, look after yourselves. And also, while we've got you, have you considered joining our Patreon? You yeah, haven't. You should. It's only like a minimum of a pound. It's a minimum of a pound. And for that bottom tier, you gain access to our Discord server, where you get to chat with me and Tobias, as well as all the other patrons. Um, you get to take part in exclusive polls, chats, and sometimes even games nights. Fun times, fun times. Woo! Now, as well as the Discord, at the base level, you get extended episodes of the, the main podcast with exclusive segments, which only the patrons get to know about. Yeah, exclusive! And the main thing is, you get to help shape the future of the podcast. Whenever we want to come up with a new segment or we want a new idea, we'll probably run it by the patrons so we get a bit of their input. Who better to guide the podcast than the audience? Yeah. So you can get that, as well as all of our social medias, in a link down below in the description. But now that we're starting to drone on and starting to try silly stuff, it's probably a good time to say, here's our OnlyFans. No, um, to say <laughs> goodbye. So Tobias, say goodbye. Goodbye. Stay safe, everybody. And most importantly, stay manic.